Now back to On the Beat with Carl Stutzman on the Heart, 1340 AM and 101.9 FM. And welcome to On the Beat on the Heart, 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Carl Stutzman joining you here. Uh, Very happy to have one of my favorite people who uh, works for the city of Elkhart on the show today. I've actually been like, I've been biding my time to call him because uh, (laughs) I, I get excited about fishing and the waterways around Elkhart maybe a little bit early than most people do. Pretty much as soon as I stop seeing ice, the only thing I can think about is putting a line in the water. And I'm tempted to call Dara Deegan every time that happens, but I had to wait. I was like, all right, I could wait till March. And March came around. I'm like, no, no, I can wait until April. Well, April's finally here. And uh, I am very happy to have Dara on the show. He is the aquatic biologist for the city of Elkhart and uh, does a lot more than just that. Uh, but it, I, I don't want to I don't want to give too much away about him. I, I'd rather hear it from him himself. But nonetheless, it, he takes care of the water. Waterways and is uh, in charge of basically uh, keeping an eye on how healthy our water system is. Uh, Dara, welcome on to The Heart for the first time. It is good to chat with you. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, Carl. I certainly appreciate it. Well, it, it, you know, it, it, your job is one that I find incredibly unique because uh, I, I don't know that a lot of cities or municipalities have their own aquatic biologist on hand to be able to watch over everything and monitor the individual species. But if you really think about Elkhart's positioning and the uh, waterways and rivers that intersect, it kind of makes a lot of sense that it's a position that exists. Yeah, that's a great point, Carl. And, you know, to your point, um, I think in the state of Indiana, there's only two municipalities that have an aquatic biologist on hand. Um, you know, the DNR and a, and a lot of other places will manage waterways, but uh, we're, we're able to fill that niche here in Elkhart because we have the St. Joe River, this, this huge river, and the Elkhart River that flows into it um, that are such important uh, parts of our community. And uh, there's definitely a need for the position that I have. So uh, for people who have not heard of uh, or I, who might wonder themselves, you know, what exactly does an aquatic biologist do? That sounds fancy. Uh, what does your day to day job and do your responsibilities kind of uh, sum up to? Yeah, great question. Um, so in the summertime, I spend three or four months out on the waterways uh, sampling fish and then other animals that live in the waterways. So when I say other animals, uh, snails, insects, mussels, uh, more recently, we've started looking at turtles. Um, and then we've also been, do- we've been doing plant surveys on the St. Joe to kind of get a, a feel for uh, the different kinds of aquatic plants and invasive species and that kind of thing that um, that live in the river. Um, so three to four months a year, I'm out in the field. I hire, hire, uh, college kids to help me do that. Um, and then the rest of the year I'm doing presentations and speaking at different events. Um, and then also, uh, looking at the data we've collected over the summer and writing reports and analyzing data. Well, and it's it's not just the city of Elkhart that you work for. You also do uh, work for St. Joseph County further down the river. Uh, I, I it's I, well, I guess we'll start here because I, I know that uh, the biggest part of your mission and your position is to highlight the fact that Elkhart's waterways are actually pretty clean. And there was that old there was that old sort of reputation that the St. Joseph River and the Elkhart River had that they were just dirty and you didn't want to get in them and you didn't want to eat anything that came out of them. Uh, But, you know, you put a lot of effort into trying to uh, combat that false perception. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I think there's that that kind of stigma that the, our waterways have stems back to, you know, 30, 40 years ago when uh, our rivers were highly polluted. We we put our uh, sewage into the rivers and, um, you know, indus- industries could discharge their waste into the rivers. And in a lot of sections like downtown um, South Bend, downtown Elkhart, the rivers were actually dead um, and the fish weren't safe to eat. Uh, but we've done a lot of things since that time and we, we've We've come a long way um, through like the Clean Water Act and different initiatives to clean up our waterways. They've actually rebounded. Um, We've gone from having like five species of fish back in the 1930s up to about 85 species of fish in the St. Joe River today. Um, So this this awesome rebound. Um, But, you know, as you mentioned, there is that kind of that stigma that that, um, you know, based on some of the issues we've had in the past. And so my job is to try and uh, tell people about really how healthy the St. Joe River is and how we've had this significant rebound in health. So what is unique uh, that you have found in your job, maybe about the St. Joseph River and and and, uh, and, and the Elkhart, um, you know, as far as uh, river systems go? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think like if we were to compare the St. Joe uh, system to the rest of the state of Indiana, um, I would say we're in a lot better shape. And a lot of that has to do with um, we, we've protected our landscape a lot better. Um, so, you know, we, we haven't, uh, you know, if you if you go south uh, of our watershed a few miles, um, you're, you're going to find a lot more agricultural land. We have uh, the St. Joe River drains out of Michigan and we have a lot of protected land up there, forests and different things that, that drain to the river that, that don't add a lot of contaminants. And so the St. Joe River is in really good shape health-wise. It's also kind of a unique system because we're right at the southern fringe of the Great Lakes watershed. Uh, the St. Joe River drains towards Lake Michigan. And so we have like um, these kind of cold water characteristics that a lot of other water bodies in the state of Indiana doesn't have. So we have a habitat that can, we can provide habitat to species like trout uh, and salmon and steelhead uh, that like to live in those cold water environments that other rivers uh, in the state of Indiana wouldn't have. It's funny you mentioned trout. One of my uh, friends texted me the other day. They were keeping an eye on the eagles out at St. Pat's Park, and apparently one of them pulled a gigantic trout that was about as big as the eagle was and shoved it in the nest with them. One of the cool things that I've learned from you over the years is that you can tell a lot of uh, the health of a river just by the individual species that exist within it. Um, I, I, I never really thought that. I just kind of thought fish were fish and they just went wherever fish go. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, so out of the 85 species of fish that we have in the St. Joe, I would say that maybe about 30 or so are species that we, we would consider tolerant. So fish that can live um, in areas with low oxygen levels or, or have maybe higher pollutant levels. But the, the remaining 50 or so species are those that um, need good water quality or um, need high oxygen levels, low pollution. Um, and so by finding these different species, these sen- the, the species that we call sensitive to pollution, uh, we're able to tell a lot about the health of the river. And um, as I'm, if, you, if you look at those numbers, 50 uh, sensitive species compared to 30 tolerant, uh, just by looking at those numbers, you can tell that the St. Joe River is in pretty good shape. Yeah, I, I think my favorite, and during your uh, demonstrations that you do, which, by the way, I'm hoping you get a chance to be back out at the uh, uh, the uh, Rhapsody Arts Festival 
Um, but the lamprey that you pull out, that is, I didn't, I never would have thought that a lamprey existed in uh, our area anywhere. I, I thought that was some like tropical monster that you'd never see here. Yeah, so lamp- lampreys are uh, very unique species. We've actually got four different species of those in the St. Joe River. Um, and they're bizarre uh, fish. Two of the species that we have are parasitic. Um, they like to suck the blood of other fish and they're really kind of creepy. When people see them, they kind of get creepy out um but we try and do a, a you know when we, we talk about them in our demonstrations we try and demonstrate the fact that they're important they're an important part of our ecosystem they're supposed to be there and actually believe it or not even though they're these creepy bizarre blood-sucking fish um they're indicators of good water quality so the fact that we have them in the saint joe tells us that the river is healthy uh, if you had to kind of pick something that most people wouldn't know about, maybe maybe uh, kind of the uh, river biology in general it doesn't necessarily have to be from St. Joe County or specifically to our area. You know, what would that be? Something that you tell people for the first time and they're like, whoa, I had no idea. Um, I think that usually just talking about the number of species we have kind of uh, really surprises people. Um, and then just some like talking about some of the unique species we have. So you touched on the lampreys, but we we have um, some species like the gars and the dogfish that are ancient species. They've been around for a couple hundred million years. Um, and so those are like really unique fish that are, um, you know, living in our, our rivers that people just don't know that are there. Um, people tend, when they go fishing, they tend to catch things like bass and walleye or northern pike. And we've got plenty of those in the St. Joe, but we also have these mysterious gars and dogfish and stuff, these ancient species that they don't get to see because typically they're not biting on a hook and line. Uh, yeah, by the way, a tip, you might accidentally catch a gar if you like to fish the river walk in downtown Elkhart. Uh, <laughs> and I will fully admit that the first time I caught one, I didn't know what to do with it. I mean, you, you may as well have just handled, you may as well have just handed me like a knife and said, by the way, perform brain surgery. Because I was like, what did I just pull out of this river and how in the world am I supposed to get the hook out of this thing? <laughs> Right. And the gars are just like, they've got a really hard bony jaw. They're kind of like an alligator with fins um, and then real hard bony scales like they're, and, and with slime on top of that. So mm-hmm. they're hard, these really hard bony fish that are hard to hold on to. Definitely a unique species. What is your favorite species that is uh, in the riverways? I mean, both as a, as a biologist and maybe even as a fisherman. I know you like to get out there and try and catch them the old fashioned way, too. Yeah, for sure. So I, I guess from a biologist's perspective, probably the lampreys that we talked about, just because they're these mysterious, um, weird fish that we have. And then from a, a, an angler's perspective, probably the bowfin, our dogfish, um, just because, um, you know, they get a bad rap for being a trash fish. Um I'm not sure why uh, they aren't good to eat, um, but they're a really good fighter. I think pound for pound, you're not going to find a meaner fish that's out there and a, a fish that's hard, uh, that's harder to, to get in your boat. Um, so the, the bowfin and then uh, the lampreys would be my favorite. Dara, nice. I appreciate you as always. Uh, maybe we'll do a whole show just kind of talking about uh, fishing and, and trying to suss out where you should be in the Michiana area uh, sometime soon. I appreciate you. Thanks for jumping on. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Carl. Much appreciated. Dara Deegan, aquatic biologist for the city of Elkhart. Just a fascinating person, a fascinating field uh, for those of you that enjoy fishing in the waterways and nature as much as I do. Uh, That is it for us today on The Beat. Tomorrow, we'll be back with a very special story uh, from uh, a business that was in in our area for a long time. 
you probably didn't know about. So we'll have that coming up for you tomorrow, Thursday, on The Beat on Heart 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. You've been listening to On The Beat with Carl Stutzman. Join us again tomorrow from noon to one on The Heart, 1340 AM and 101.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.